What's going on, wrestling fans? Welcome to another pay-per-view point edition of the Smart Out Moment Smack Talk podcast. We're talking Extreme Rules 2019, and we invite you to do the same in the comments below. So drop your comments and tell us what you think about this event, because we are going to be running it down from top to bottom, left and right, side to side, sometimes diagonal, kind of depends on the scenario. And we are Tony Mango and Robert DeFelice. Oh, Tony, we got extreme tonight, didn't we? Mm, some things uh we are both in the same kind of boat here about this was overall a pretty decent show i'm calling this the best show since wrestlemania easily yeah i mean there's a lot of things to talk about here that are on the very positive side of things i will eventually maybe run down uh one thing in particular that I really did not like, but maybe I'll just say the Brock Lesnar rule <laughs> and maybe, you know, we'll see about that. But there are some, uh, some things that are, I guess a little bit like, it's not necessarily bad. It's not necessarily good. It's kind of a wait and see. There's some things that I flat out didn't like. There's some things that I really, really loved. So you're going to get a wide variety of different opinions when it comes to these things. But generally speaking, if you're expecting this to be a crap all over the event type thing, not going to be the case. So I mentioned before about leaving comments below. And if you are in the boat of hating it, loving it, or anything else that, you know, you want to tell us your opinion about, if you're doing that on YouTube, make sure you hit that bell, ring that uh, for notifications, because that is the best way to be aware of when we post new videos, as well as to uh, subscribe to it. Because if you haven't done that already, then I don't know what you're doing. That's like old school YouTube rules. And give us a little bit of a like. We got some other plugs that we're going to toss in here and there, but let's just dive into the pay-per-view itself. Uh, we had a weird situation where before the event, two extra matches were added on, kind of. We'll get to one of those in a little bit. And the pre-show itself, leading up to this, it was 6.18, I think, when we had our first match. And I was like, wow, that's kind of strange. And I liked it. Did you get a feel in any way that I kind of got the same sort of feel where maybe they realized that having an hour's worth of bullshit talking might not be the best way to keep people engaged and maybe that having a match happen around the 15-minute mark could be a good way to kind of progress going forward? Or do you think this is just like a fluke? I think it's not only a good way to progress going forward, it's a good way to really establish that fear missing out for people because a lot of people won't watch the kickoff show until it's too late and listen spoiler because the match was Finn Balor and Shinsuke Nakamura Shinsuke Nakamura was champion by 6.30 and I think that was smart and I was watching it in the basement with a bunch of people and everybody was kind of like oh wow they're doing a match already like, doesn't this usually start at 6.30? <laughs> and for the most part, I've been the only one that's been watching a lot of the programming. So this whole idea of, well, who's Finn Balor going up against? And, oh, he's the Intercontinental Champion? I don't even know that necessarily and all this. I don't know how to feel about this. Like, I like the match. Nakamura wins the title. I, I'm of two worlds. I don't like the fact that this was set up as... Finn Balor hasn't done shit, and Nakamura just pops up and says, like, hey, I want a title match, and then he beats him, and then he beats him again. I don't really like that, but at the same time, if that's their quick, like, I don't fucking care, let's just get to it, 
kind of thing and that they actually have a plan for Nakamura this time, then that could be good. But let's be honest, the last time that he had a championship, it was the United States title, and that was awful. So where do you think they're going with this? Is it going to be good, or are you going to look back on hind- uh, in hindsight and say, God damn it, they just don't know how to book Nakamura as a champion? I think, well, the latter may be a very strong possibility. I think it was great that they got rid of Finn Balor as the IC champ because he hasn't done much of anything ever. Like I, last thing he did that was impressive was take a really crazy power bomb at Money in the Bank, and then it seemed like he just faded into obscurity. So give Nakamura this belt. You can do cool things now. Uh, I'll say it flat out. I think it's going to be Nakamura and Ali at SummerSlam. But yeah, I could see that. You know, we'll see where they go. Maybe they'll do a demon match. Maybe it'll be demon, Na- demon Balor versus Nakamura. Demon Nakamura. <laughs> demon Nakamura would be pretty cool. Um, I like it. I no wrong moves here, and Shinsuke looked like a motherfucking beast. This he, is the best that we've seen Shinsuke in a while. And yeah, they broke him off from Rusev, but that's great because I like Rusev. But he's always seems to be going nowhere fast. Nakamura had a bit of slump towards the end of 2018. Let's not pretend like he wasn't all over the main event scene in the opening half of 2018. So he had a little bit of a slump, and now he's back. I like it. Yeah, I think this is one of those things that it's hard to tell where they're going to go, and it could be complete and utter BS, or this could be the best thing to happen in 2019. You know? At least for these people, you know. I mean, I don't know about the best thing total, but we'll see. Like, I can't really judge it until I know where they're going. And if they decide that they're going to go with like Nakamura becomes part of Shane, uh, Shane McMahon's crew, and that ends up being a problem, then I'm going to be like, you know what? They shouldn't have even done this. But maybe this is putting him back on track. Maybe Finn Balor moves up the card a little bit. I don't know. That everything could change tomorrow night. That's another and likely thing. will. Yeah, there's a good chance. So we could even get new champions tomorrow night, too. And then that could change the perception of all this stuff. And let's be real. I, I will get more into it later, but Brock Lesnar might lose that title on TV. For better. pure shock value. <laughs> I really hope so. Somebody who didn't lose their title, though, is Drew Gulak. He successfully defended against Tony Nese. So he is still the Cruiserweight champion. And I honestly don't really have anything to say about this match. I didn't think it was as good as I was hoping it would be, but I'm happy that he retained, so that's kind of it. Banner weekend for Gulak. Banner weekend. Did you check out Evolve? I did. Okay, we're going to get more into that, everybody, in the uh, hot tags, but yeah. Gulak uh, had his match at Evolve. He had his match here. Maybe 205 Live can go in a certain direction that I don't want it to with Umberto Carrillo. But I'm kind of hoping that General Jack Gallagher is the next in line. Or just, you know, maybe even somebody out of the loop. Give me Chad Gable versus Drew Gulak, please. <laughs> For a split second, a very split second, I thought you were going to say Chad Gaspard. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I was like, wait a minute, what the fuck? He's certainly not 205. <laughs> Oh yeah, Shad Gaspar, it's coming back, baby. Oh, that would just so throw me off. Out of all the things to expect that would happen, I would not expect that to happen whatsoever. Yeah, you know, I'm 
I'm hoping Gulak goes through Gentleman Jack Gallagher and then Oni Lorcan, and then we build up to uh to Chad Gable at WrestleMania. That's what I'm hoping. As long as we get Gable and Gulak for the belt. And that just sounds like it should be like a Sears type of thing. Like Sears and Roebuck, JCPenney, Gable and Gulak. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, uh, Burlington Code Factory now partnering with Gable and Gulak to present yeah. the best male blazers. <laughs> <laughs> New tag team, Gable and Gulak. Or maybe like some kind of a foreign dish, you know, like uh, corn and mashed potatoes or like uh, chicken and biscuits or whatever. I don't know. Fuck. Biscuits and gravy. Gable and Gulak. Well, I liked it. Again, I don't know if I'm just feeling positive tonight, but the kickoff show didn't bother me at all. Yeah. Like I said, this is the type of match that... I didn't really have anything that was like a takeaway, but that doesn't mean that I disliked it. It's just, you know, just was what it was. And if every match were like that on this card, I would have been underwhelmed, but I wouldn't have hated it either because there's nothing to complain about about for it. It's just like, eh, well, you know, now it's out of the way. Um. Also, it was Charlie Caruso's birthday, and New Day had fun with that. I actually missed that. Oh, did you? Setting up some stuff. So what did they do? She was interviewing them, and they're like, no, no, we're not going to talk about us right now, Charlie. Happy birthday. It's your birthday. And and they had a little bit of fun with that before saying, you know, they're going to make history tonight and leave with all the titles, which, uh, yeah. I did notice that Beth Phoenix cut her hair, and out of the corner of my eye, I just assumed that it was Renee Young. (laughs) Oh, Tony, what are you saying? All blondes look alike, Tony? Some. They got the blonde thing going on. All blondes yeah. do look alike when it comes to their hair color. <laughs> well, that's a given. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's a good transition to talk. If you are talking about, you know, all blondes look alike and all that stuff, then you've got a little bit of time left to vote on the sexiest uh, superstars tournament. The round four is going to be ending at some point. I was hoping to kind of get a chance to shut it off before extreme rules, but just way too much going on this weekend, so I haven't had a chance to, and I don't know when I'm going to really do it because I actually want to go to sleep at some point, and I don't want to have to redo a bunch of graphics and all that other kind of stuff, so if you want to vote, go ahead and vote while you can because it's probably going to be shutting off sometime before Monday Night Raw, or maybe I'll even keep it going a little bit further. I mean, we do have the podcast on Wednesday, so maybe I'll keep it up until, like, I don't know, Tuesday night or something. Whatever the, the case is, may get be. Get your votes in and vote with your heart. Yeah, vote with your heart, not with your wallet. <laughs> That's I don't know where I'm going with that. Is somebody paying for that? Damn would, it. That'd I be great. Be paid. I'd I'd rig the tournament if somebody would pay me for it. <laughs> but no, if you are a fan of Finn Balor or of wait, who's Finn Balor up against? Bobby Roode. No, it can't be. It is? Yeah, I think yeah. it is Bobby Roode now that I'm thinking about it. Wow, I'm <laughs> losing track of that. If you're a fan of Roode or Balor or Bate or Cole or Liv Morgan or Alexa Bliss, especially if you're a fan of Alexa Bliss, I'm just saying, because uh, she's losing right now. I'll just I'll put it out there. She's losing, and I don't like that. Uh, <laughs> and Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch, time's running out. But while you can. Later on this yeah. week, we will be breaking that down, and we will be talking about the whole round five finals and whatever else we need to break down on that. What are you going to say? Uh, 
you rigging the tournament in favor of Alexa Bliss would give a whole new meaning to the word rigatoni. <laughs> and now I want some pasta. Uh, let's see. So the main card started off with something that I did not expect to be the first match on the card, which was the no holds barred tag team match between Roman Reigns and the Undertaker, aka the Graveyard Dogs. That's uh, awful. And I, they only said it once, and yeah. it was on the pre-show. Thank God. It was stupid. That is awful. Against Drew McIntyre and Shane McMahon, who don't get a tag team name, but uh, I still think the the Mac Daddies or the what did what did Caleb say? Here come the Mickey's. <laughs> like that, yeah. Let's go with that. The Graveyard Max. Uh, they had a pretty good match. I like this quite a bit. Better than the Goldberg thing for sure. That kind of washed that taste out of my mouth. A couple little flops uh, here and there, but. The only one I could really remember right now is Undertaker not picking up Shane for the uh, tombstone. And that might be Shane's fault. I'm not too sure. Yeah. And he gave him this look like, uh uh-uh, uh, not with you. And he said, let's go. Like, and he lifted him up just fine. Tombstone. They celebrated. I noticed really clearly that Undertaker said to Roman, it's your yard now. And he patted him on the chest. And uh. walked away. Well, he didn't walk away. Roman walked away. But Undertaker did say it's your yard now. Is it his graveyard or just his regular yard? <laughs> I think it might be. Does this entitle Roman Reigns to bury loud matches? <laughs> Maybe that's the case. That'd be great if they started doing that. I liked how everybody was kind of booked in this. McIntyre doesn't take a loss, really, because it's Shane who loses. Undertaker's featured, but at the same time, Roman Reigns is kind of like the linchpin. But Roman isn't the one that gets the pin because, let's face it, more people are going to want the Undertaker to be the focal point. And that's also something that kind of isn't more ammo for people to start going against Reigns. And people seem to be totally on board with Reigns, too. So that's another good thing. Yeah, it seems like that whole booing Reigns thing has died down. Good. You know, knowing that they'll just go, I know what to do, Reigns and Lesnar. Oh, that's Fuck. that might be where they go. It's like, well, Reigns is getting cheered. He's That's not a problem. So we know what we're doing for WrestleMania next year. And then people will boo. And then it'll be like, God damn it. Why do we keep listening to the wrong ideas? And, you know, whatever. But at least for this, I liked it. A lot of fun. I agree. And I don't want any more Shane McMahon stuff going forward, even though I know that we will we will You're certainly get it. Owns, yeah, and I just don't want to see that. At the very least, though, I would be more inclined to watch Kevin a- uh, Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon than Roman Reigns versus Shane McMahon. Beyond sick of that, I'm cool with Undertaker and Drew McIntyre maybe having a match, but I really kind of almost don't want to see that either, the more that I think about it. Like, I, I don't know if that's going to really be... Something that should be like a singles match at this point. Um, but I can't judge this based off of what's going to happen, too. That's another thing. Let's talk about the thing that followed this, because this almost certainly involves The Undertaker. They announced Raw Reunion. Yeah, it's what, two weeks from now? It's not tomorrow night, right? It's not tomorrow night. It's the week after. And it's going to feature... This is not a joke. This is the commercial. It's Hogan Flair... Austin, DX, Undertaker, Hall, Nash, and then they slipped Santino in there. 
<laughs> oh, like, they did? What? They said yeah. Bischoff. I know that they had said Bischoff. Bischoff is going to be there. Kurt Angle. All these people. And then they slip Santino in there. And I'm like, sure. Legend. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a future oh, Hall of Famer, he's I would gotta say. Win. He's got to win the 24-7 title. Oh, my God. I hope that they do that. That's That would be fantastic if they do that. Because especially, like, he's, he's been injured in the past and not able to really necessarily wrestle, but he has the Battle Arts Academy, and maybe he's gotten to the point where they would be fine with him just doing something that's, like, simple. Because, let's face it, it's a roll-up. It's not like he's wrestling a fucking hardcore match. Yeah, Have him strike. do something. Stri- yeah, do the Cobra on Drake Maverick, and then he gets pinned, and then R-Truth pins him or something, and then, you know. Drake Maverick needs a scene of a bunch of, like, the B... You know, like, uh, at Raw 25, they did the APA poker game. Drake Maverick needs a scene of the B legends of history just fucking chasing him down, but he pays APA to watch uh, back. That'd be good, yeah. <laughs> uh, Have, like, they should really go... You know what? I'll, I'll go so far as to say this, just to double down on everything. Make the 24-7 title the primary focal point of the night. Like, I'd be okay with it. Like, every single time that you cut to some other kind of legend, they're doing something with that. Just make it, like, I hate to volunteer myself to do this work. Make it, like, a 20 different title changes during the night type of night. Have Drake Maverick started off, like, segment number two. And he gets beaten by Santino. And then Santino is backstage and he gets beaten by... Chad Gaspar. <laughs> Chad Gaspar, yeah. And have, like, you know, like, just go around and have these people win these titles. Have fucking Bruce Pritchard win it as Brother Love. Hell Why the yeah. fuck not? Like, just do stupid, silly crap and end the night with either Drake Maverick gets it back or our truth is the champion again. And then... Just make that like the fun little stuff. They cannot get away with just having one backstage segment where everybody comes uh, comes into a room and does nothing like they did the last time. That was um, SmackDown 1000, I think, right? Oh, yeah. Because yeah. that was like Teddy Long in the room with Vicky Guerrero and Boogeyman and whatever. And it was just like hey, let's all just come into the room and John Laurinaitis will come in and then this person will come in and then we'll cut to a commercial. It was like, well, that's literally nothing. I'm, I'm hope, excited I'm, for it. I'm more excited for that than I thought that I was going to be. So that could be cool. Uh, let's see. We went to the Raw Tag Team Championship match, the Revival against the Ustos, and a match that is as good as you could expect with two good teams, but not anything that I'm going to remember because I don't remember anything about it. Yeah, I already <laughs> don't remember it. Sorry, guys. Love yeah. you. Don't, don't no, I do remember one thing. Uh, Scott Dawson falling onto the rope and then falling and practically hitting his head. Ah, oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, that didn't look that fun. <laughs> um, uh, Revival wins. I was a little surprised about that. I wasn't too shocked. I kind of figured that they would probably keep those. Now going there forward, I don't know. Team you can have them fight. Maybe not the uh, new age. Well, Billy's. Yeah, I can't do Billy Gunn anymore. Uh, Hall and Nash. Yeah. Can you give Hall and Nash the titles for one night? I don't know if there's like a tag team that's really 
able to wrestle that would be like a legendary tag team right now that I can think of. Rock and Roll Express is still fucking going. The uh, nah, don't do that. <laughs> no, but the scary thing is they're still going at a decent rate. Maybe, uh, nah, they shouldn't do it. But the only thing I could think of is uh, Jeff Jarrett and Jesse James. Ugh. Yeah. It's a shame that they don't have Billy Gunn because it would be great if out of nowhere Bart and Billy Gunn are the smoking guns again. Because <laughs> you would expect if they were going to do anything that he'd be in the DX thing and then it's just like, nah, he's actually got these little pistols with him and he's just pew, 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 pew. you know. I Where that. are the Dudleys right now? Well, Devon's there. Bubba is working backstage at Ring of Honor. I'd like a Dudley's revival match. Hey, I got an idea. Give Bob Holly the belt. Yeah. <laughs> and then he can beat everybody. <laughs> and then I'd beat everybody. But yeah, Raw 25, I think, will coincide with a video game announcement. And I think Raw 25 will be a lot of fun. Why are you calling it Raw 25? Because I don't know what year it is, Tony. <laughs> 2019? Raw Reunion. Sorry, Raw Reunion. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Raw 25 was a disappointment. I remember having that down as one of my least favorite shows of that year. But I didn't feel disappointed about Aleister Black versus Cesaro. Ah, look at that transition. I thought oh that this was God. good. And I liked it quite a bit. It's not a memorable one again, but at the same what, time. Uh, one I just of my favorite finishing sequences. They were just, go- it's like you're playing a fighting game with your friend and you're just going at it. And then that death blow comes out of nowhere. That's what this was. Uh, Aleister Black is trying to hand at uppercuts. Cesaro just starts alternating arms with the uppercuts. And then Aleister Black just fucking nails him with the black mast. And I thought it was great. The black mast. He's a pirate now. <laughs> well, yes. Uh, there you go. Jean-Pierre Lafitte and Aleister Black. They're just fucking tagged him. So, this is something that I feel a little stupid about. I didn't know that Cesaro had braces. Is that due to the No Mercy thing? I would assume so. And uh, it's, like, weird that it took all this time. And I would assume that he would have had, like, Invisalign or something like that. And I'm not sponsored by Invisalign, but if Invisalign wants to give me some kind of a check, then I'll gladly say that that's whatever the case may be. And if you have a little bit of spare change you want to throw our way, you can hit up the Patreon at Smartout Moment or the PayPal button at the bottom of SmartoutMoment.com or the merchandise shop at TeePublic and Redbubble. But the Patreon is the main thing, unless you want the merchandise, and then by all means you go and buy a T-shirt or something, but... Patreon is where you can donate some money to get us to do some fancier stuff and to potentially pay the crew more and for me to earn more money and not kill myself with working on other things and stuff. So I'm going to put that pressure on you. If you don't want me to kill myself. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) God, imagine how dark that would be if I was uh, 10% more serious. very dark in here that's i'm uh, blaming alistair black um, this is where we're at guys <laughs> donate to the patreon i will remember you <laughs> it's gonna be the new outro uh, so yeah alistair black good job <laughs> yeah <laughs> good match 
Time for me to crap Re- on something, though. <laughs> uh, is it Bailey and Alexa Bliss? Uh, SmackDown Women's Championship, two-on-one handicap match, Bailey versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, because what the fuck was the point in this? Um, we had nothing different. There's no Sasha, which let's just say Sasha could have gone multiple different ways. She could have helped Bailey. She could have helped Bailey and then turned on her. She could have turned on Bailey. They also could have had Alexa Bliss win the title and go in a different direction. They also could have had Alexa Bliss lose this match and turn on Nikki Cross. They could have done anything and they did nothing. This was just, let's do the stomping grounds thing again. But uh, I don't know. I guess we'll throw Nikki Cross in there. Maybe they changed game plans midway through. I, I'm i okay with the result because I wasn't looking forward to the we're the co-champions first ever. I wasn't looking forward to that, so I'm okay with the result. But, yeah, boring match. I got more enjoyment out of the Street Profits prior to. Yeah, that was better. Where, uh, was it Dawkins is just like, Nikki's weird, man. It's weird that I want to party with her. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just uh, bring this up again. If you are voting against Alexa Bliss on that Sexiest Superstars tournament, I don't know what you are saying. Uh, li- listen to me. You guys are voting, and I get why you're voting. It's the, she's getting the John Cena treatment. You just want to see her lose. You know, but, but really think about what you're doing. Because when Alexa Bliss comes on that TV, oof. I was gonna take that in a different direction. <laughs> oh, let's let's just no, let's just move on. If you want me to not say that joke, drop a comment. <laughs> no, donate to the Patreon. <laughs> yeah, uh, I did not like this segment, and I'm really gonna dislike it if they continue this feud. I do not want to see this happen again in triple threat form or in any fashion at uh, SummerSlam. I was going to say Survivor Series. God damn, don't do Survivor Series. Don't drag it out that much longer, too. Do you, um... Was, was the tag title match after this? Nope. Oh, because I was going to say, uh... A joke about Otis saying I'm coming. That's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> never mind. Insert MVP joke as well <laughs> yeah. while we're at it. Now, the next match was the last man standing match between Ooh. Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley, which was one of my favorite parts of the night. Uh, we've had better. We've when had was more. the last time that you had a match that was so just straight up wild? Well, that's like, I had said before, this is like Godzilla versus King Ghidorah or something. Like, they just feel like they're bigger stars, and that anything that they come in path with, they're just, like, going to take out, you know? And I like that. This was like, this felt like it was an Extreme Rules match. Not an Extreme Rules match, but like a match for an Extreme Rules pay-per-view. They fought in the concession stand. They had a pretty unique finish. They didn't turn over a truck on Lashley, which is what I wanted. But they did something really unique. Um, a fan got in the way and Braun Strowman <laughs> got the fuck out of the way. Yeah, what was up with that? <laughs> now, we, I had two friends of mine in the crowd, because this is around my area and everything, and... They were around that section, and I was just like, oh my god, if Brett fucking is the one that's like, <laughs> one of those kind of things. But um, yeah. that that was funny. I thought that that was great. What did you think about the finish? Because I don't like padding at all. I didn't that... like it as much, but I did enjoy the visual of fucking monster Braun yep. Strowman breaking through the wall. They went from... 
oh, this is going to be really cool to, oh, wait, no, it's going to be a padding thing. Oh, I don't really like that. Oh, this is kind of disappointing. And then to, wait a minute, Braun Strowman is going to crash through a wall. And then he does, then he does that. I don't like, I fucking love it. Like I put this in, I don't remember if it was the Bleach Report one or if it's on the wrestling news one, but I said, I like my Braun Strowman booked as a cartoon character. I like him just busting through a fucking wall, throwing a truck across the, I don't know, Sahara desert, whatever the fuck he is. Like, I like that Braun Strowman. So this was a step in the right direction. Strowman wins. Bobby Lashley doesn't look weak at all. Positives. Two thumbs up. Yeah. I, one of the best booked matches, and a feud that really wasn't up until two weeks ago, anything to talk about. This was so much fun. And I'm going to agree with you. I like my Braun Strowman as a cartoon as well. And like I said, this was not something that's like going to go down in history as like the most hardcore extreme rules type of thing we've ever seen. And they could have gone in a lot of other directions. Like you said, like when I they're in like the merchandise section. Well, maybe they could have had like, I don't know if you want to go like really crazy. Maybe he like breaks the hot dog machine over the other one or something like you could do crap like that, but I'm not going to hate something for what they didn't do. If I liked what they did do, that's kind of the way I look at it. Yeah. And that's why I like that. Uh, handicap match was like, well, it was a fine enough match, but at the same time, this is what they did do is they, stretched something out for no reason and that's what i don't like this was kept like simple so good segment followed by another good segment the smackdown tag team championship triple threat match daniel bryan and rowan going in as champions heavy machinery and the new day going for the titles and i was a big fan of the match liked it from start to finish everybody looked good heavy machinery didn't have to take a pinfall just because they're like the outside team I like the New Day a whole lot. I've been a fan of them since literally their first vignette that they ever did. So I'm cool with them being champions again. The only thing that I would have wanted is a longer reign from Brian and Roman, but I'm not surprised at all that they went with the New Day here. And Heavy Machinery is really holding their own, and they have the best-looking finisher in the game. That looks so painful. The Trash Compactor? Yeah, because they added a step to it. Cause didn't it just used to be the like the fall down slam? But they added the afterwards. Tucker's gonna splash you. Tucker. And God, that just looks so painful. And but yeah, great match. One of the better ones of the night. Daniel Bryan can do no wrong. New Day can almost do no wrong. And Heavy Machinery is good. Who would have thought that out of the group that they had brought up? The fucking heavy machinery is the, like, but yeah, you're the standouts. Like, I mean, there's, obviously Lacey Evans has been in a good spot, but yeah, like, heavy machinery could have very easily just been like, all right, well, these guys are going to do nothing but lose, and then Tucker's going to be fired, and then Otis is going to lose even more. And it's like, you know what? They're proving themselves pretty good. Like, I like this team. They're what the Ascension should have been. Yeah, well, I wouldn't go that far, actually. Not in the, the Ascension, comedy sense. Yeah, because the Ascension, they were like beasts in NXT, and they when they came up to the main roster, they should have held the championship instead of losing the fuck at everybody. But Heavy Machinery is doing a pretty good job, and I'm kind of curious where they're going to go with the tag titles, because I don't know 
if really just doing like the New Day against Daniel Bryan and Rowan, it's going to matter at SummerSlam. But I can't imagine that there's a whole lot of other plans going on. Like maybe AOP gets into the mix. But I don't know. You got that wild card rule. Can't rule out the club. Yeah, that's true. They could always do that. That I hope that that wild card rule goes away. I really like. I mean, I'll put this out there now. I was going to wait until a little bit later to to do something about it, but I'm hoping that maybe tomorrow night they just allude to the fact that hey, look, Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman are going to be running a lot of these things going forward, and we're going to do another draft. Yeah. I think before I, SummerSlam doesn't make as much sense as after SummerSlam normally would, but at the same time, maybe they need it before SummerSlam, you know? And I'm okay with that because I think you put the Intercontinental title and Nakamura on Raw, and you put the club and AJ back on SmackDown. You keep Brock Lesnar on Raw, I guess, because it's the Haven show. But... You just make sense out of certain things and get rid of the damn wild card rule. So speaking of changing some things up a little bit, uh, just to kind of pull back the curtain a little bit here on something, I normally do fantasy booking SummerSlam, and the more I've thought about it, the less I wanted to do it. And I think I came across a little bit of a compromise here, and I want to know if anybody has any... You know, like, oh, that sounds really stupid types of responses. And uh, so, by all means, let me know if that's the case. But what do you guys think about this? Instead of me doing fantasy booking SummerSlam and telling you what I would have done if I could go back to WrestleMania and change things up and all that, how about after or maybe even like before SummerSlam, I do fantasy booking WrestleMania 36. And then every year we kind of switch things around where now it becomes... After SummerSlam, fantasy booking WrestleMania 36, and then after WrestleMania, fantasy booking SummerSlam. By all means, let me know if that's a good idea or not. I think it is. I like that. I like that. So stay tuned for that over, what's that, like SummerSlam is the 14th or something? 15th? 18th? 13th? I don't know. Somewhere in that second range of the week of the month. So that's going to pop up probably the third week or so. And we were just talking a minute ago about AJ Styles. He was victorious in winning the United States Championship over Ricochet. Good match. Not as good as I would hope that these two would do. I think that they can still do better. But it's still good. And I don't know how to feel about the title change. Because it sucks that Ricochet had to lose the title. But I kind of understand why they gave it to Styles. So, um... I'm kind of 50-50 about that. Well, I think, as is custom when Brock Lesnar's champion, they tend to make the mid-card title the main title. And there's no better workhorse to have the main title than AJ Styles. Yeah, but see, that's just making me even more concerned. I don't uh, want it to just be like, all right, well, we got AJ as the champion, so let's just fuck off with the Universal Championship again. I don't think they're going to fuck off for too long, because I think they have to know. Even Heyman, who I'm sure loves Brock Lesnar, will probably be the first one to go, Brock, lose the damn title on TV. 
Like, do something different with it. Well, Brock and the whole uh, Paul Heyman thing. I mean, that, uh, we'll get more into that later. I'll put a pin on that one. Uh, Styles holding this championship. I'd be very curious if they don't switch it up and they don't send him to SmackDown in some capacity. But I don't know. I mean, like, maybe they can do something in the future with Rey Mysterio and AJ Styles having a feud. Or maybe they could do something with, like, I don't know, who are the other, like, uh, people that are in the mix for that? Like, Braun Strowman against AJ Styles? Maybe there's something there. The Miz. The Miz, yeah, they could do something maybe again. I don't want AJ Styles to hold this title for X amount of time just because WWE can't think of anything better to do than to have a champion that has a heel faction with him that keeps, like, screwing people over. Like, I don't want, like, all right, for four more months, five more months, eight months, whatever the case may be, that it's just like, all right, well, we've got Styles as champion, so we're going to set somebody up as somebody who can challenge him, and then at the last minute, then the club's going to interfere, and that's how Styles is going to retain. Rinse and repeat. Do it again next week. I don't want that. I want something new. Don't give me the standard type of heel faction. Give me something a little bit different, and I hope that they do. I think you can always go back to the John Cena well. You know, I'm doing the open challenge, and I'll take it, even though I think John Cena's coasted on his matches with AJ. I'll take it, because they're always good, and I miss John Cena. But that's an idea. Yeah, I don't know if I want a John Cena feud again. I want, like, some new stuff. I want Styles to to work with some new people and to put some other people over too. That's why I'm like a little bit disappointed that Ricochet is not the champion anymore. And I hope that they don't like push Ricochet aside now. Like, all right, well you had your title reign and now you can figure out your own way. And then he gets lost in the shuffle. And you know what I mean? Like I'm a little bit worried about that. Then again, they could just do some kind of weird stuff tomorrow night. We have no idea what's happening tomorrow. Yeah. Or tomorrow night could be a regular episode of Monday Night Raw and everybody feels really deflated. <laughs> I think that's very plausible when the next week is a crazy get together of hey look, everybody's here. Yeah, this tomorrow night's episode could be literally just recapping what happened on Extreme Rules, having tag team matches, and fuck it, we'll get done this week and we'll figure out next week, that kind of thing. And that's not going to be good for the momentum. I'll say that. It's not going to be like, ah, oh, it's going to be a great thing to go forward for SummerSlam. So I hope that there's a game plan. I hope that this isn't just like, oh, I don't know, let's give Styles a title. That'll shut him up. Or you know what I mean? Like, I want this to be that these title changes happen for a reason. Other than just, I don't know, that'll get him talking. I agree. Somebody had Kevin Owens and Dolph Ziggler in quote unquote a match. Because it was a kick and a stunner. Well, a slap, who, a kick, and a stunner. Who does the better stunner? J.D. Drake or Kevin Owens? And who sells it better? Austin Theory or Delta? Hmm. Austin Theory sells it better. Owens does the better stunner. <laughs> Fair. So that means Owens needs to fight Austin Theory. 
the next and, thing. And Austin Theory will eliminate himself from a Royal Rumble on a fucking Stone Cold today. <laughs> yeah, what do you say about a squash? You know? Perfect. And I know I'm the Dolph Ziggler guy and Callum would say something funny here, but no, this is perfect. You don't fucking need to worry about Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler is as far gone in the minds of the audience as a superstar can be. Kevin Owens feels fresh right now. Not a fan of the stunner. I think it's too far when you're feuding with the McMahon. But it is very much like going to the well. It's like, I the only way I'll accept this is if it's Stone Cold and Kevin Owens on Raw Re- Reunion, and then they're just stunning everybody. Like, or Dolph oh, Ziggler takes 50 stunners. You know what I'm really worried about now that you just said that? What? Please don't make this mistake, WWE. Do not have Owens and Austin in the ring together, stunning people, and then Austin gives him a stunner. Don't make Kevin Owens look bad. I think what you can do, though, is have Austin go for it and Kevin pushes him off. Like, ah, no, I'm smarter than you. I'm not falling for it. That I'd be okay with. But they can't just have him, like, Austin lays him out and then it's like, ah, you're not good enough. Like, that kind of thing. Or, for that matter, don't make Owens give a stunner to Austin because then that's going to get him booed. I think if Austin took a bump, people would cheer just because when's the last time Austin took a bump? Yeah, I'm thinking about it. I can't remember the last time. I really can't. But, like, they should have those two celebrating in the ring, drinking the beers. Maybe Austin does do some kind of, like, ah, I almost got you type of thing, and Owens can just kind of be like, no, like, <laughs> that's not happening. Like, just catches his foot or something, gives him, like, the little, like, uh-uh, whatever, and then he's like, oh, hell, kid. Like, you know, just that kind of thing. That I'd be okay yeah. with. You think Vince will eat another stunner? He did it last year. Maybe. Like I think it'll be more so that they just do it with Shane. I'm cool that if Shane takes like 50 in a row. You know, just because. <laughs> Austin, then Owens, then Austin, then Owens. And it's just like that. And then midway through the match, somebody wins the 24-7 championship. <laughs> yeah. I think, in all seriousness, you could get away with killing an entire half an hour on just stunning Shane McMahon. I don't think people would get bored at all. It's like, what are they doing? How long are they going to do this for? Ratings go, like, skyrocketing. Fox is like, that's what we need. <laughs> we'll bring him back to gold. He, he can't. We'll do it anyway. We're Fox, damn it. Do you see how much money Disney just spent, uh, gave us? <laughs> That took us into the WWE Championship match. Kofi Kingston against Samoa Joe. Kofi Kingston comes out on top in a match that is following suit with what's been happening a lot lately, where Kofi is booked against an obstacle. He overcomes it. He looks strong, legitimate. Totally a fan of this. I I don't like Samoa Joe losing because I really like Samoa Joe, but if he would have won this, I would have thought that it would have been strange. So... I like the match. I like Kofi winning. I like Samoa Joe getting a title shot. Can't really complain. I like... I like the match, but I was caught looking for Lesnar the entire time. 
I thought Lesnar was cashing in here. I was obviously wrong, but I definitely thought we were getting a new WWE champion. And I was really, like, I was still working under the assumption that Lesnar wasn't going to beat Seth Rollins. So when this ended and it just didn't go into a Lesnar thing, I was like, oh, maybe we escaped it for another little bit. And, yeah. But who do you think's the well, next in line to challenge? Because right now, I don't really know who I would go with. For... It's got to be Randy or Roman. Well, Randy might be still out with his injury, right? I think he's working house shows again. Oh, that's right. He did do the house show thing with the, the hugger section. That was funny. If anybody didn't see that, uh, some kid with a Bailey hugger section sign had that, and Randy Orton took it and pretended that he was going to give the kid a hug, and then he just threw the sign out. <laughs> and it was just like, nah, not happening. I don't know, though. I mean, maybe Randy Orton just goes straight into that, or... You know what? Maybe they just kind of do something a little bit strange, and maybe they go with Ali. I maybe would it's like, like it. you know, hey, Ali, like, you're... Um, the guy who I replaced in the match to end up getting to this point, and I think that you deserve a title shot. And it's SummerSlam, so we know that it's going to have a couple of matches on the card that are going to be bigger than this in their mind. So it doesn't need to be like the big main event attraction kind of thing. However, you're match. going you're going into Fox, and that also makes me say you could do the Roman match. I don't know. This is tough. And then the wild card rule throws everything for a loop, too. So, I don't know. But either way, Kofi escapes another night. And people are still kind of riding the Kofi train. And I do think that it's funny that it's Kofi and Joe. Like the whole cup of coffee and cup, cup of, of Joe, Joe type thing. I do like that. Um, Let's see, we have... Two more things to talk about here, but really quickly, I just want to mention something else that on the plug side of things that if you're not aware, fanboysanonymous.com, then go to fanboysanonymous.com, and then you will be aware of it. That's how it works. <laughs> that is my geek culture site where you can find out my movie review and uh, TV stuff and comic books and video games and whatever I might have the time necessarily to be able to do. And that's another thing that if you hit up the Patreon and you want to donate towards that, then that can make me dedicate some more time to it and stuff. So for a guy who wants to remain anonymous, you should plug the fuck out of this thing. Yeah. You know what? I, to be perfectly honest, don't really love the fanboys anonymous name. It's not the name that I really wish that I could get and switch around now. If I had the money to be able to pay for this one certain name, I'm not going to say it, but uh, if I could pay to get that, URL and those kind of social media things and stuff, I think I would actually bite the bullet and change the name of the site. But, you know, Fanboys Anonymous has a little bit of, like, chic sort of value to it, I guess. I don't know. Maybe. But we'll, we'll talk about marketing later. Um, <laughs> what, what match are we doing here? The oh, no, winners sorry. take all mixed tag team extreme rules match. That's the last chance Hold for on, no, no, no. that. Was the only thing left after Kofi? Yeah. Huh. I'm sorry. I'm doing my best <laughs> impression of Jr. at uh, Fight for the Fallen. <laughs> well, then you have too much energy for it. it has I to be. See. Oh, we're going to the main event. Oh, yeah. I think we're doing that. Mm -hmm. Imagine that. The colors of the ladder. Well, it's before just, we go there, uh, Paul Heyman came out 
and cut one of my more favorite Paul Heyman promos. Because he just comes out on stage and he says, let's get one thing straight. I am Philadelphia. I am extreme. And you're out of your mind if you don't think I'm walking out of here making history. You know, yeah, then, that was uh, that was between the tag title match and the Ricochet Styles match. So that was still like, is he going to cash in on the WWE Championship? Is he going to cash in on that? Is he going to lie again? Like, you know, I, I like that he's embracing the whole, well, fuck Heyman, he's a liar, and it's like, am I telling the truth or am I just Paul Heyman? Yeah, it's a good line. They're gonna kill it by tomorrow night, but it's a good line. Mm, yeah, tomorrow night's gonna be a real pain in the ass. Where were they tomorrow? Where's like we're all taping out? Still of? in Philly. Still in Philly? I think. Uh, uh, let me double check that real quick. Because if they're still in Philly, then that's just gonna go over really strange. Because it's just gonna be like people are gonna cheer for the sake of just you know whatever. And I don't know. That's tough. So they're in Uniondale, New York. Oh, they're in Long Island. So that's the NYCB Live, home of the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. Fucking name for that. And that goes along with the, the next match, because that was, like I had said, the last chance winners take all mixed tag team extreme rules match for the Universal Championship and Raw Women's Championship. Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch defending against Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans. I enjoyed it. I Much better than I expected it. it would be. I know you hated the ending, but before that, I really enjoyed this match. They took some chances. I enjoyed the table spot where Beth and Seki, Beth and Seki, uh, <laughs> Seth and Becky <laughs> <laughs> jumped. <laughs> Good old Beth Rollins and Seki Lynch. <laughs> where they jumped off the same turnbuckle. I really enjoyed that. I liked the kendo stick spots and how the baby face is kind of dominated. And even Baron Corbin looked good here. He did a really cool spot where he powerbombed Rollins and then he like immediately lifted him up for deep six, which I thought was one of the better Baron Corbin moves. Um, you mean uh, Laren Corbin and Basie Evans? <laughs> I, I like Basie Evans. She had the word uh, Beth written on her ass. One thing that stood out to me, that chair thing with Lacey Evans just kind of dropping that on Becky's face or head or whatever it was. Yeah, not safe. But I really liked her moonsault. So, I don't know. I guess that kind of like balances out a little bit. Cool moment with um, Rollins tossing the chair at Corbin and then Becky comes off top rope. I like that. I like the match. Like this could have been a complete mess, and in some ways, the logic behind it was a complete mess. Because I mean, this doesn't make any sense. But I enjoyed it, and I really liked the ending of it. Love the ending of it. Uh, so Baron Corbin did the one thing we didn't think he would do. He d- laid out Becky Lynch with the the uh, end, end of days. days, and I thought that was fantastic. And then he took. He looked at Seth Rollins, who was in shock in the corner, and said, what are you going to do about it, you little piece of shit? And Rollins took the kendo stick and beat the holy hell out of Baron Corbin. 
And then he got the chair, hit him a bunch of times with the chair. Hit him with three curb stomps. Lacey Evans looks on dejected, like, well, this is it. It's not happening tonight. Yeah, I really like that in there. People marked out for the end of days. They were just kind of like, oh, fuck, they had the balls to do that. Like, And it's Philly crowd, so, you know, the city will burn. <laughs> like, no matter what happens, the city will burn. I thought it was five-star because it it took Rollins from a cuck to you just laid out my girlfriend. I'm going to beat the fuck out of you. Yeah. How dare you touch my girlfriend? And it's one of those rare instances where the end of the match is the stuff with the most heat to it. Yeah. Instead of like, oh, he caught a move out of nowhere and it was one, two, three. It's like, oh, now like shit's really going to go down. And then that leads to the end. So I like that a lot. And then I hated what happened afterward because Brock Lesnar won the championship. So <laughs> Brock Lesnar rule. <laughs> okay, I guess I'm on my own here. Uh, I like it. SummerSlam's right around the corner. It's not like he's running away with the belt yet. And I genuinely believe that Paul Heyman isn't going to keep himself in the spotlight of the show that he's running. So I don't think it'll be that long. I assume the worst of everything. Well, <laughs> and there's your show, folks. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what it is. So I'll probably crap it tomorrow night. To say, we'll find out tomorrow. Um, B plus for me for the show overall. Yeah, I my least favorite part of the whole night was the very end, and my second least favorite part was. The uh, lack of any purpose for the SmackDown women's title match, but everything else was either good, great, or let's see what happens. Like, really, the rest of it was pretty good. So this was an overall pretty damn good show. And I will say, out of the three events of this weekend, this was easily my favorite. Yeah, I wasn't too sure. I, I really did like Evolve. I'm pretty sure Fight for the Fallen... It's probably my weakest show, which is I'm pissing off a lot of AEW fans because I'm being very blunt. I, I said this. I just did the WrestleZone live stream for those of you who aren't aware. And I said there was more storytelling in five minutes of Brock Lesnar than there was in four hours of All Elite Wrestling. Yeah, that's true. And if you want to know our thoughts on Fight for the Fall, and we already did the post show for that, obviously. So, you know, go back and check that out. Um, yeah, but I like the show. Not much else to say. Um, yeah. And if you want to know what we have to say about Evolve, we're going to be doing that tomorrow night on the hot tags. That'll probably be the main hot tag more than anything. Unless Brock Lesnar somehow loses the title, in which the main hot tag will be a celebration. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be Um, this... Uh, yeah, yeah, so that's coming up next. I don't know what other kind of hot tags we're going to have, but obviously stay tuned for those hot tags. Um, and the Ricochet Chronicle, Jeff Hardy getting arrested. Uh, if you're if you're uh, curious, we'll likely be talking about Jeff Hardy getting arrested. Ricochet's Chronicle, um, obviously Evolve, and whatever else news breaks during the day, because I'm sure something will. <laughs> it'll happen right after we do the podcast. That's what it'll happen. We've got iTunes, we got Stitcher, we got Google Play, we got Spotify, we got Anchor. We're all over the place here, so if you're listening outside of the YouTube realm, then you should be 
you know, just kind of stay in tuned on that kind of thing and maybe give us a like or a favorite or a ranking or raise rating for the stars or whatever the hell those kind of platforms have rating for the stars. I didn't say star rating. What the fuck is that? <laughs> that's a, that's a weird reality show where celebrities like D list celebrities review movies where they just rate other stars. So it's like, you know, some, Dustin Diamond just walks up and people just go like, I don't know, three point eight, <laughs> you know, like that kind of thing or something like. Like Gary Busey reviews Dustin Diamond. <laughs> yeah, something like that. If you want to see an edition of Rating for the Stars, hit up the Patreon. <laughs> uh, we've got the hot tags. We got the sexy superstars tournament, and I don't know what else we're happening. Uh, we're happening. Oh my god, what what is happening this week? What is happening with my brain? Because we haven't figured that out yet. So we will do whatever we're going to do. And then you can listen to it or not. I'm going to throw this out there. You don't have to go with it. But because they're doing Raw Reunion, Mount Rushmore of Monday Night Raw. Yeah, maybe we'll do that. That might be something that'll be kind of fun. So that's happening soon. 2001 Wrestling Odyssey is happening soon as well. Um, These two guys will take care of it when they get around to being able to do it. Um, probably in about a week and a half, usually the last week of the month that we do it. So you've got a good week or two to go. But if you are just itching for some 2001 goodness, we have episodes for January, February, March, April, May, June, and a special on WrestleMania X7, which features, of course, our fearless leader, Tony Mango. On top of that, you have the weeklies. At smartcutmoment.com, you got the power rankings, the triple threat, battle for the brand, or battle of the brands, jeez. Uh, what, uh, Women's Wrestling Weekly, which, go back into the archives of that. Gabby is really just dedicated towards women's wrestling, and there's so much passion at Smartcut Moment. That's why you gotta check us out and donate to that Patreon. Yeah, exactly, guys, because the more that that happens, the more that we can do and the more that we can have fun about different things. So, yeah, that's happening. All these things are happening. What's happening? Um, it's a TV show. <laughs> Outside of that, uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dude Felice. Follow the WrestleZone Daily. I'm going to be doing more fucking podcasts with them, which I'll get into later as they get announced. But it looks like we might be doing daily post shows of everything. So, yay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, E-Wrestling News, The Ring Report, TimeKillerApparel.com. Donate to these Patreons and TimeKillerApparel.com if you want any of my merchandise. And, yeah, I think that's it. And, you know what? Fuck it. Follow Calumet with Meister 14. Yeah. So, hopefully you enjoyed this, everybody. Again, leave your comments below. Tell us what you thought, whether it's about what we have to say or just what you have to say. And we will see you next time. This has been another Smart Out moment, and we're being counted out.